was the day before Thanksgiving. All through the land, people were scurrying. Things got out of hand. The grocery store workers knew not what to do when the customer told them to hurry because he had to go poo. That customer was me. Yes, this is true. For the day before Thanksgiving, H-E-B almost got a gift they couldn't return. Oh, gosh. Welcome to Smalley Marriage Radio. I am Michael Smalley, and today, my listening friends, today is a special day because the, the glorified one, the all-talented, the best writer I have ever known in my life, returned to her old stomping grounds in the Woodlands Magnolia area, Reagan Smalley. Woo, yay. This is Hi. your first time. Yes, this is my first time. I mean, I think you've been on the podcast years ago. Oh, yes. I called you one time, you Seth and I did. did. You called me and actually woke me up. Yeah, I and, did. And, and, and what was the first thing I said when you answered? Don't say anything inappropriate. Yep. I'm live. I'm recording it live. So you have started producing for us. Yes, I have. You write many of the brilliant intros and extros. Yes. And I thought, because mom, we're going to drive to your aunt's house today. Yes. Up in Dallas area, Dallas, Fort Worth. And mom just frankly didn't want to come up here. Yeah, you know, she didn't want to make the uh, whole trek all the way up the stairs. All the way up the stairs. She'd rather shower, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And so I had literally no better option other than to beg my daughter to come in and co-host with me. And I was more than happy to oblige. Yeah, I was trying to criticize you, but you're so adorable. I know. So, okay. And you even came up with the show idea today. I sure did. Because I've kind of fallen behind a little bit on preparing what we're doing. Just a little. Yeah. It's okay. But I know the people. They want to know what the distraction of the day is. Absolutely. They're probably waiting for it. So here's the deal. At, you know, at the end of every one of these shows, we have a distraction of the day, and it's usually weird and funny or tragic or inspiring. And in essence, I just try to mess with my wife. But since she's not here... I was able to run wild on this one. So here it is. If you get arrested for invading a home, assaulting the homeowners, and doing this all naked, how should you try and make this right with your neighbor? Hmm. You know, that's a, you, that's a conundrum. Yeah, I know. Like, what's the right move to be like, hey, I'm sorry. I broke into your home naked. <laughs> I attacked your child. I attacked you. <laughs> I destroyed all this stuff, so I just want to say I'm sorry. What what should that gift be? Mm, you're going to find out at the end of the show what, what this dude really did. It's insane. <laughs> so uh, I don't have – I have an event. I'm going to Fort Myers, Florida, not this coming weekend, but the next one. So I'll be in Fort Myers, Florida – uh, the weekend of December 1st, and excited to be out that way. Uh, and then Pursue Oneness. Don't forget, go to smalleyinstitute.com. It's right there near the bottom of the homepage, and it's a great book on seven key strategies to the relationship of your dreams. It has our new vision. 
of marriage ministry should really be about making disciples for Jesus Christ and not just trying to make healthy relationships. So this is kind of the first thing we've tried to do to fit this new vision. And we have our 24-hour hotline Mm -hmm. where you can leave a question. You can leave a review. It's your voice. It's your right to say whatever you want. And that could get you on this podcast because every Friday we like to take those voicemail questions and answer them. So you make the content for Fridays. So give us a call. Leave a voicemail, 903-392-0975. So Reagan, today we are doing a show that we have titled Don't Be a Doormat. Yes. Why did you choose that? I chose this title because it's actually something that I've been struggling with recently. And so it's hard for me to believe because you're a very strong, independent woman. No, but you know, there's that whole Jesus follower thing. Yeah. You know, so I tried as best I can to, you know, to not be the bulldozer. Yeah, to be to love, serve, and honor others. And I think what I'm guilty of is tipping the balance a little bit into So lately you've been feeling maybe I'm getting out of balance and am I really serving or am I maybe mm-hmm. just being a voider and a voider or a doormat? Absolutely. That's a good question. Yeah. So here's the first. So when you brought this up, I thought, okay, why, you know, actually I think you asked this, why would I allow myself to be pushed around? Mm-hmm. Go for it. Well, I think one of the reasons that she's I trying allow- to see the notes. <laughs> I did that on purpose because I wanted to be like, uh, I don't remember anything we said. Well, says Here, you. I'll, I'll turn the screen for you. I don't even need the screen. I can do it all by myself. Oh. No, I'm just kidding. Um, so what are the reasons? No, I'm being the doormat. <laughs> what are the reasons that I allow myself to be, or I and others allow themselves to be pushed around is because we don't believe that we're valuable enough to be treated right. And So, so it, if you are starting to feel like a doormat, yeah. it could be that maybe I deserve to be a doormat. Mm-hmm. Maybe this is what I deserve in life or, you know, I grew up and all my mom or dad ever told me was I wasn't good enough Mm -hmm. or I was worthless or they gave you terrible messages. And that's part of probably that's maybe the biggest reason why people go from serving into just being taken advantage of and manipulated or a doormat. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And absolutely. And another reason that, that we can find ourselves in in this place of of being a doormat and of being just bowled over constantly is because we're just insecure and we just frankly don't believe that we should confront because we're like, well, I mean, yeah, what no. happens? Will I lose yeah. all my friends? Will it end this relationship? Mm-hmm. I don't want to be left. Yeah, I don't want to be abandoned, mm-hmm. and therefore I'm just not going to say anything, and I can take it. Yeah. But you can't because you start to get frustrated. Yeah. And like, a, yesterday like yesterday on your flight. Tell the people what happened on your flight. Oh, gosh. So we're on the flight and it's the holiday season. So the flight's fairly packed and we are just, you know, so I'm, I'm all settled in. I've got my movie. I'm in a window seat. So I'm happy. And this really sweet girl tap taps on my shoulder and I 
take out my headphones. I'm like, oh, yeah, what's what's up? She's sitting in the middle seat. Yes, she's sitting in the middle seat. And you're on the window. I am on the comfortable, window. Comfortable. Happy. Ready for your three-hour flight. You know, um, and so she taps on my shoulder, and I look at her, and I'm like, oh, yeah, what, what do you need? And she's like, I am so sorry, but would it be possible for you to switch seats with my boyfriend so that he can sit next to me? Now, Which is not an unreasonable request. No, not at all. And whenever I heard switch seats, I heard, you know, like just trade, trade a, window a, for window a window for a window. And maybe a better aisle. Maybe it was even maybe in first it was class. Even in aisle. I, yeah. I How was know. I supposed to know? Could have been. Could have could've happened. And so I was like, oh, yeah, no, that's fine. And, and I honestly, I understand it because I don't really like flying by myself. So if I can get loved ones to sit next to me, I will. So I was like, yeah, that's not a problem. And so then she proceeds to get up, and I see her boyfriend get up. And where was he? He was smack dab in the middle a of, middle of seat. two people. And I was, just... Was there at least an attractive single man on the row that you could sit next to? Or was it like no. two people who looked like your father? Uh, uh, no. Old, <laughs> decrepit... Handsome, handsome, sweet. I know. I was trying to set you up to go. No, it's, you, you look you fine. Know, you look great. So, so you realize I'm trying to serve, and then the serving didn't feel so fun. It did not. And in fact, I it brought back again that thought of, oh my gosh, should I really just allow myself? to forfeit a perfectly good window seat for a less nice middle seat just because I was unwilling to say no. Well, okay. And I want, I think, because maybe someone's listening going, well, no, wait a minute. Now you're just starting to sound selfish. Right? We're like, mm -hmm. oh, so you're willing to serve if it's convenient for us. Mm -hmm. And if, so the, here's, here's a question I think we need to try to answer. Upon seeing the boyfriend getting up from a middle, mm -hmm. did you have the right to go, oh, hey, you know, I'm so sorry when you asked. I I thought that I'd be trading a window for a window. I really am uncomfortable sitting in the middle. And that's why I checked in on time. Well, you probably don't want to heap the shame on top yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would you have the right to say that? I think so, absolutely, because and I and I think that even this could go to the the person who's even asking, you know, making sure that you're kind of not asking too much of a person and that you're making sure that the situation for them is is fair, well, but you're putting it on you. She should have gone, Hey, listen, yeah. My boyfriend's in the middle and I know you have a window. But even in that scenario, mm -hmm. should we not as a disciple of Christ, mm -hmm. should we not, It shouldn't it be about serving or should it be about comfort? Can it be about both somehow? I think that in terms of being a disciple of Christ, I think that we we should, It. I mean, I think it depends on, on who, who you are as a person. So if you're the kind of person who maybe even needs to practice this, maybe needs to practice seeing their own value enough to say no to the seat, then then yes, I think you can, you have every right to say no to the seat. But if you're also the kind of person who needs to maybe practice uns like practice selfless serving, then I think you do need to give up the Which seat. Which is so. something I have to practice. Yeah. So here's, okay, here's my thinking. Obviously, I know we 
we don't want to be a doormat because mm-hmm. that's dishonoring to ourselves. Mm-hmm. However, I think for me in this scenario, I think absolutely because I will do this. I have because I learned the hard way. I if someone says, "Hey, can I switch?" I'll go. Well, do they are they in an aisle somewhere else? Because it's kind of a really big deal. I, I just for my just comfort and neuroticism traveling. I just get even more anxious if I'm in the middle or even, you know me, I don't even mm-hmm. like being on the window. Oh no. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the healthiest thing if you're trying, cause it's not about, okay, I don't want to be a doormat. Now I'm going to be a bulldozer, mm-hmm. right? We don't want to be a bulldozer. Yeah. However, the healthiest thing is we need to take responsibility for our life and up front, mm-hmm. right? So maybe next time mm-hmm. it's, hey, would you switch with my boyfriend? Ooh, I would love to help. Can you just, I need to know where he's sitting because mm-hmm. it's really important for me to have a window. Mm-hmm. And then when she goes, oh, he's in the middle. Well, now you, you have an option. And I, you know what I even do sometimes is I try to listen to the Holy Spirit in that moment. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, Lord. Is it cool if I draw this boundary mm-hmm. and go, I am really sorry, but honestly, I really can't do that mm-hmm. just because of comfort and psychological reasons. <laughs> or God might be going, you need to do this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's so it's important just to take, just always to take that step, take that beat and just not be impulsive as you and I are very guilty yes. of doing and just saying yes, because I think that also leads to doormat scenarios whenever you just immediately say yes. Well, and you think... You know, you think I'm going to be this, I'm going to be a great disciple and I'm going to be a great servant in this moment like I was trying to do on a flight to Africa. Oh, no. It's a nine-hour flight. Mm -hmm. I am in my aisle row. Mm -hmm. A mom is sitting next to me. Her child is screaming his head off. Oh, no. That's fine. I Kids scream, so I'm sitting next to her and I feel bad for her. She then the husband shows up Mm. and the husband goes, man, I am so sorry to ask, but is there any way that you would switch seats with me and I can sit up here and help with my wife? And they were from the country I was going to Mm. think Ugandan. Yeah. And of course, I'm trying to be like super Christian and oh, yeah, of course. Absolutely. Where are you? Oh, no. He was. In the row. That backs up to the toilet. No. In the middle. No. Where all the uh, video equipment for the screens, because uh-huh. they're they'll put them like under certain chairs. Uh huh. That box was right, so you I couldn't even stretch my feet out. <gasps> no. I spent nine hours in no. the middle, and I couldn't recline, oh and I had to listen to everyone. For nine hours, who had to go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Oh, my gosh. That's, well, you know. I win. <laughs> you do. But. You win. Here's the point. What's the heart? Y- you know, and, and that kind of forced me to realize that, well, I don't know in that moment if my heart was actually really to serve. Mm-hmm. And I think when you're, if you're trying not to be a doormat, you also need to go, now, wait a minute. Why am I not? Yeah. Right. Why, how has my serving turned into feeling manipulated or yeah. taken advantage of or whatever? Because the heart, why are we doing something? So that flight, and I had nine hours <laughs> to think about this. And I was, and I started out furious and I started out, and, and really not so much about him. Mm-hmm. I do wonder though, if that mom was pinching the baby 
to make him oh cry or gosh. something so that the husband could get out of his terrible seat and they take advantage of the stupid looking guy. Well, that me, that is just negative. I know. <laughs> and so I had to realize that if you're going to serve, but then things like that happen. And if I'm to get angry about it, and if I'm to stew over that, then I, I wasn't really trying to serve. Yeah. I was trying to look good. Yeah. I was just trying to feel good. Yeah. And it was about me, not about them. Mm -hmm. So eventually, the Holy Spirit broke me, and I survived. <laughs> but I also, I'm telling you, ever since then, if someone asks, can I switch? I'm very vocal about, yeah, where am I switching to? Yeah, hey, where am I going? <laughs> Do I get to go first class? No, I'm staying. I'm staying right here. No. But you got to listen, right? You need to. You need to be able to also pay attention to the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So why are some other reasons? Maybe you're just an avoider. So you're a doormat because you're an avoider. Uh, more reasons could be that you, you, you're a doormat because of negative beliefs that mm. were developed since childhood to the present. You know, things, negative beliefs like things will never change. It will only make it worse if I say anything. Mm -hmm. She'll and, just respond the same way yeah. she always does or he. And, and it doesn't matter if I try to confront the issue because, you know, the outcome will just be exactly the same as before. Yeah. So if you're going to break this doormat experience that does, you know, it's miserable. Mm -hmm. You got to start setting boundaries. Right. And there's the book yep. called Boundaries. Yep. That's a good start. However, start. here's how you protect yourself, in my opinion, from... Because many times, and you see this in society, is when we realize something's broken and we need a change, the pendulum swings extremely to the other side. So yeah. you you really got to protect yourself from going, I'm a doormat, now I'm a bulldozer. Yeah. Because you've got to land in the middle. Mm -hmm. And I think to protect that, you, you set boundaries because of who you are in Christ. Yeah. So... I don't want to be a doormat because I'm valuable, mm -hmm. because I deserve to be treated well. So it's that, and your mother has been on this kick, which I've loved. It's anything that we're trying to do, anything we're trying to change, anything we're trying to become, it has to be because of being in Jesus. Yeah. That, that helps protect it. Yeah. And then so, you need to choose yeah. the right time to have the conversation, mm -hmm. right? So when you're trying to set the boundaries, you... You know, you don't want to do it in that moment, right? And that's why, because you moved, mm -hmm. you took the middle, right? I did. I did. I think that middle. was the right move, honestly. Yeah. Only, well, because you didn't set any stipulations yeah, or boundaries. Found, yeah. So, and that's kind of what I had to realize. Kind of like once I hours. agreed, once I agreed, that's that's what you got to do. Well, now you're just a jerk. Yeah. I mean, if I say way no. worse. Yeah. Oh, wait, what? Oh, no, there's a yeah. whole bunch of... Now, and that does become a yeah. selfish decision. Like yeah. then, then my servant, then it's definitely not about my servanthood or it's not about like not being a doormat. It's about me being a little, being a little selfish and not wanting to take the, the, you know, the, the lesser seat in a sense. Well, and I think this is a very important point about boundaries. You have, people have to know there's a boundary there. Yeah. You don't get to keep your boundaries secret because then it's just unfair and you're punishing people and they don't even know what's going on mm -hmm. and they don't even have a chance to correct their behavior then uh, because, yeah. Because they don't even know what they're supposed to be correcting. So, yeah, so you have to 
have the conversation about the boundaries that are important for you to set up, have that conversation in the best moment possible, which mm -hmm. by the way, is not right there. You know, you realizing all of a sudden that, wait a minute, mm -hmm. you can't right then. I mean, obviously it's, it's because it seems, because it seems fairly convenient is the problem. And so then people then form negative beliefs yeah. about you and like, Oh wow. She really doesn't care yeah, about there's no way that goes well. Yeah. So it's just important to, you know, whenever she asks for the seat, just to go ahead right off the bat, be very clear with who you are and the boundaries that you have and very clearly state like, hold on, where am I switching to? And then, the, the other really important thing is to ask yourself is, are, are my boundaries to honor God and the other person? And so you have to make so sure that... you can't just go willy-nilly yeah. with your boundaries and... For whatever feels good for you. Right. And Because and, that's where things like assertiveness, mm -hmm. self-esteem, mm -hmm. these things get out of control when they're not coming from a Christ perspective. Yeah. So assertiveness can be really healthy if the reason I'm being assertive or I'm obeying Jesus's commands in my assertiveness, mm -hmm. I'll probably be okay. But man, the re why are this boundary that I want to set, the purpose of the boundary is to honor God and honor the other person and honor myself. Mm -hmm. Is that why I'm doing it? Or am I setting a boundary to punish someone? Yeah. Or am I setting a boundary because I'm trying to prove someone else wrong because I'm going to prove that, oh, I'm not a doormat. Look, I'm going to set all of these boundaries and everything in life is going to be for me and everybody's going to have to work their way and try to step around my boundaries that I've created. And that's just, that's not honoring to God and that's not honoring to others. And so you just have to make sure that, yes, you're not being a doormat, but also that you are not being a dictator. That yeah. Yeah. Or cruel. Mm -hmm. And and by the way, having this boundary conversation early in the issue or circumstance is way better. Mm -hmm. You can't let things sit and stew. They're just going to turn toxic. Things are going to get out of control. And, and uh, frankly, a lot of times what happens is something, you know, if, uh, you know, so Reagan, if I'm doing something that's hurtful to you mm -hmm. on a scale from one to 10, 10 being the most hurtful thing I could possibly be doing one. It's nothing at all. Let's say I'm doing something that's at a five. Mm -hmm. So it kind of feels like it needs to be addressed, but you don't. Yeah. And you don't. Yeah. And you don't. Well, it's not like I've started upping up that five thing, right? It's not yeah. like I'm suddenly doing it more. However, the longer you sit and stew, the more toxicity builds up. Now that five is a 10 to you. Mm -hmm. But it's not fair. No. It's unrealistic. It's catastrophic. It's And now everything's just way worse. So, folks, you got to have these conversations preemptively. Mm -hmm. And the longer you wait to have them, the worse your relationship is going to be. Yeah. And this, yeah. So, we're now ready. Because you didn't have an opportunity to write a good, solid, creative summary. I did not. So we're going right into the distraction of the day. If you have already forgotten, if you're like me and you're ADD and you're like, wait, what distraction of the day? I understand. <laughs> so here we go. I got to find. Oh, that's just embarrassing. Where did that story go? Oh, no. Oh, I lost it. So here we go. 
I will have it here in a second, everybody. I'm frantically copying. I'm pasting. Could have sworn I had done this earlier. So this story comes to us from ABC 15, okay? And that's in Arizona. Uh, this this happened in, in Tempe, Tempe, Arizona. So here's the headline. Naked Tempe home invader. What does he do? Now, wait, let me, I almost just gave like the whole punchline to this thing because I didn't realize it was actually in the title. So remember, this dude, and I will not give his name, but on October 23rd, this dude was arrested after he allegedly broke into his neighbor's home. So like he lives next door. He breaks into the neighbor's home. Police say he was naked when he invaded the house and fought with the residents inside. Drake's, oh, now I gave his name. Drake's reportedly punched and kicked a teenager oh, gosh. in the home. He attacked an adult woman Oh no! before damaging, and in quotes, a large section of drywall. Oh, gosh. What does that even mean? I, and he's I, I naked. Naked the he whole time. He has damaged a large section of drywall. Drake's was found shortly later in his home next door. So apparently he got, I don't know, they don't say he was drunk or drugged up or anything, but he had to have been. He had to. There's no way you're at your no, home. No reasonable person and is, you're like, is going to think to themselves, you know what? I'm what, what like how go the, next door. How would that even start? Like oh, he's yeah, in his man. home. He's like, I want to be naked. So, all right, he's in your home naked, fine. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over and confront my neighbor. I mean, yeah, so obviously. You talk about awkward conversations to have boundaries. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't even know to set that boundary with a neighbor. Yeah. I didn't realize that. I didn't realize it was necessary. So, you you know, cops find him shortly later in his home next door and resisted arrest. So, they had to taser him. Ooh. Yeah. That was a bad day a for bad Mr. Drake's. Day. Drake. Sorry, Drake. Isn't there a singer? Drake. There, there sure is. Mm. Not the same. Not not this the same Drake's, guy. Uh, Drake's not Drake. Drake with just want to make sure. So here's the deal. While in jail, court documents show that Drake's was given an injunction against harassment by the family. Reasonable. Yeah. So Drake's reportedly violated that injunction just a week later. Oh. Yeah. How did he how one did he week later to violate his injunction? After being tased, arrested, naked, beaten up on a teenager, and attacking a woman. This man, now there's an injunction against him. He breaks it a week later. How? Because he sent the family a fruit basket. Oh gosh, a fruit basket? He sent them. A fruit basket as an apology. What is this? The eighties. And the best. He had a like the note. Yeah. The note said, "This is all it said to the family next door." Oh no! That doesn't even say I'm sorry. You're no. not like you're just sending them a fruit basket. No. Yeah. That's that's I'm that's gonna, rough, buddy. Mr. Drake's. I'm just gonna suggest. You know, I know this is all alleged, mm -hmm. but. Yeah, the fruit basket is not going to do probably it. Probably not. You know, it's actually kind of an admission of guilt if you think about it. I, I'm not a lawyer. Not a lawyer, but, but you know, I think that's uh, think that's saying something. I think you're you're admitting to something here, and if you're saying that nothing happened, you're getting it off.
Yeah, I want it. 